if you have your bulletins today, I'm, I'll go ahead and let's get them out. We are speaking about legacy. I love this season. I love this time of year because I love thanksgiving, giving thanks during this season. It's one of my favorite seasons because before we get so hectic with too much Christmas, I know they've already started early, and it's okay. I know they have to start early. They're beating the Black Fridays by doing the month before. And before all the craziness comes, I think it's, it's good for us to be able to take a few moments and to give thanks. So I call this season Legacy because legacy is what people remember about you once you die. And Psalm 112, 5 and 6, I, I believe this is in your, in your handout, good will come to him who is generous. Not just, this is not just your finances, but in your life as well. And lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. So how you act is just as important as how you give. Surely, he will never be shaken. Of course, we told you last week, a lot of times, everything around you can be shaken, but you don't have to be shaken. And I think that's what uh, Aaron was speaking about earlier. A righteous man will be remembered forever. A righteous man will be remembered forever. I want you to turn and look at the backside of your handout because I went ahead and put some opportunities for us to be able to leave a legacy that will outlive us. And one of the things that we like to do is to give generously to Agape Pregnancy Center. We call this project, Oh Little Child. And we do it at the Christmas season. So the Agape Pregnancy Center, they are in need of baby clothes and blankets and toys. And and of course, they ask that these all be new and not used. And I I was able to go, I showed you this last week, but I was able to spend $100 on clothes that still have the tags on them. For example, I I got this at a resale shop. Isn't that cute? But that'll put you in the mood for grandchildren right there. Oh, you're so cute. You look like your grandpa. Just kidding. But this still has the tag on it, and it says Old Navy. And, of course, I did not pay Old Navy's prices at a resale shop. So you're able to be able to do all kind of great sales to help out girls who are just trying to save their children. This is five. Some of them have five outfits. I think this one has one, two, three. This has five outfits for $5.50, brand new with the tag still on them. So you say, well, I don't have a lot of money. You don't have to have a lot of money. Go to these resale shops and look for the, the clothing that has the tag still on them from Old Navy or wherever, uh, Macy's, where, wherever these clothes came from, and you're able to help out Agape Pregnancy Center. And then I know some of you are like, well, I, this isn't what I like to give to. I always want to remind you that, first of all, we're thankful that they're keeping their children. And second of all, it is not the children's fault that they are being born into a world where there's just not enough. And so what we can do, Jesus said, if you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you have done this as unto me. We want to show them the love of God. We want to 
care for them. And this is just one of the ways at this season that we can do this legacy moment. Something that will outlive yourself. So on December the 1st, not next Sunday, but the following Sunday, we want you to bring in these clothes and we're going to donate them the following day to Agape Pregnancy Center. So that's one area. And of course, we told you about this last week. I'm so happy that you guys took almost 500 of these cards. And this is random acts of kindness. And for the next two months, I'm encouraging you to maybe... Let's say you don't have a lot of money. Well, if you want to send a Thanksgiving card this season, and you or you want to send a sympathy card this season, put this in there, in the card, and let them know that God loves them. Or maybe you can take out your neighbor's trash that that their their health is bad right now. You can do things that really doesn't cost a lot of money. Or make some cookies and give them to the fire department. Whatever is in your heart to do, and stick one of these cards in there. We have more made up. They're at the guest services table. Take as many as you like and use them. Maybe you want to pay for the coffee to the person behind you. Just make sure there's not 12 people inside the van. When you do so, it could be expensive. So help somebody during this season. Maybe you're in the fast food line at McDonald's and you want to bless somebody. Not that I've ever experienced that. I'm just saying. This is a way to... Something extra to show you God loves you. Just another way during the legacy season to help someone. Also, heart for the house offering, which is going to be December the 15th. And you say, well, what is heart for the house? Well, this is, this is for the church. This is like giving Life Church a Christmas present. Maybe you'd rather give to your local church. Uh, we we want to help out our staff that have... Uh, special office needs. We were able last year to buy some computers and because people gave for Heart for the House. Also, we're able to give to people who used to be on staff here. Louis Noriega, who used to do our youth. He's now in San Antonio. He has four girls. Everyone pray for him. He's, this is new for him. He's like, I'm over my head in this. But he helps with the Youth for Christ ministry in San Antonio. And so maybe you would like to give in that way. And then there is something else that I want to share with you. And and in December, and we always have fun with this, it's Christmas at the movies. Christmas at the movies. This is a great opportunity to invite somebody to come to church with you during the month of December. What we're going to do is look at some of the Christmas movies that have been over the years possibly, and then show you some Bible truths that match what's happening in in these movies. So we have all kind of opportunity to share. What a great opportunity to bring a friend who does not know Christ to sit with you in church and possibly have the chance to give their life to Jesus Christ. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, there's about three or four of you. Wouldn't that be awesome? There we go. There we go. Serving God should be a delight and not a duty. I like that, don't you? Serving God should be a delight and not a duty. So the question is, how do you have this kind of heart? And I also want to mention one more thing. Uh, Love, Serve, Feed, uh, last year during the Saturday before Thanksgiving, 
I believe, and this is what someone at our church told me, that they fed 1,200 people on that Saturday. And they're asking for people to either donate turkeys or to bake a turkey and bring it that Saturday. They have, you can go to their website, Love Sir Feed, just Google that and their website comes up. And you can volunteer or you can put on there, you're going to uh, give a turkey. They have this sign-up sheet online. Uh, if you want to help out in that area, it's another legacy way to help in this season. We will have it in the Wednesday update as well. How do I have a legacy kind of heart? And we told you last week that you, you have to know what the whys are. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why did I come to church today? You have to have these reminders in life. And you have to ignite the flame again. Why did I get married? Sometimes we forget why we even got married. And it shows because when I lose my why, I lose my way. And so it's good to date your spouse again. It's good to do your best and be refreshed at your job because there was one time you were begging for that job. Amen? There was one day you chose to serve the Lord, but you forgot what He's done for you. This is why we take communion. We do this in remembrance. You need to get back to your why. And today, I want to share with you some reasons why we get to give. Why we get to give. And the first one, if you want to fill this in, Jesus gave to us first. Jesus gave to us first. Aren't you glad God so loved the world that he gave his only son? He asked Jesus to give it all, forsake it all. His life, his dreams, starting a family, a career, He asked him to just give it up and ultimately give his life so that eventually a guy named Jeff Switzer would choose to receive him as Lord and Savior. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. I will never forget the day that Jesus came and my life was changed. I was just a young boy, but I will never forget it. From an awful past to an awesome future. And he put purpose inside of me. And guess what? Jesus has done that for you as well. This is why Jesus said in Matthew 10 and 8, freely you have received. Freely give. In the Message Bible it says, you have been treated generously, so live generously. And once you have received, it's easy to give. Some of us just need to fall in love with Jesus all over again. And if one will give himself to the Lord, I'm going to tell you the other is easy. I want to give you a second reason why we get to give. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Do you know what the word blessed there means? I think this is pretty cool. Blessed means giddy. It means happy. It means fired up about it. So it is more giddy, happy, fired up about it to give than it is to receive. 
God's already put that emotion in your DNA. Let me give you an example. How many have, have come across maybe some little kids who are selling lemonade on the side of the road? How many has ever come across that? How many has ever stopped and bought some lemonade just to be supportive? There's something about it. And when you stop your car and you get out, then the little, I, I know that this one case, these two little girls were selling lemonade and they, they started jumping up and down when I started walking up to them. And I said, I'll, t- I'll take a cup of lemonade. And they said, okay, that'll be $1, sir. So they took their little fingers and put them inside the cup and poured the lemonade <laughs> and gave me the cup. And I gave them not $1, but I gave them two. And why do we do that? Because that's the DNA, and it's more exciting, it's more giddy, it's more happy to give than it is to receive. And I'll tell you, when I went down the street, I just kind of poured it out because I don't know where those fingers have been. But I wanted to be supportive, and I wanted to help them out. And you would have thought I gave them a million bucks when I gave them $2. It, it was so fun. It's so fun. And God put that in our hearts. And when, when we give and when you go and buy clothes, baby clothes, I mean, it's fun. I, I was with all the pregnant women when I bought all these clothes, and it was awesome. We were fighting for stuff. They won every time. It was so much fun. I, we, we had a great time, and everybody's asking everybody, when did you do? I said, well, I'm not pregnant, but that's okay. I just look that way. But it is so much fun. It is so much fun giving, making cookies for maybe the police department, maybe well, whatever it is you like to do. Let's do it this season. Acts 20 and 35. You'll not likely go wrong here if you keep remembering that our master said, You're far happier giving than getting. Winston Churchill said, and a lot of you probably can quote this, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. We make a life by what we give. If you don't like your life right now, I know some people don't like their life, well, find channels of generosity. Find ways to start giving back through acts of kindness. Maybe just send a card. Maybe just... Mow someone's grass or rake their leaves. Something that doesn't cost money. Leave something for someone else. Leave a legacy and watch how much happier you'll be. Here's another reason. I'm in covenant with God and with you. That's why we get to give. I'm in covenant with God and with you. Let me, let me share something and teach something to you today. God has a plan for earth. And how he does it, he groups people together relationally. His design is to get close enough to do something together that you can do more that way than if you tried to do it by yourself. So he needs us to get close. By the way, this is why the enemy loves to attack relationships. He loves to attack because he knows we're better together. Your full potential can only be reached with covenant families. So with this, I want you to be able to, maybe this season, come together because we're in covenant with God and we're in covenant with each other. And when we do this, something powerful happens. It was 21 years ago this season that God put it in our hearts to start this this work that we today call Life Church. Kim and I were happy to do it, but we forsook everything to do this. 
A lot of people weren't happy about us starting a work. Um, I did my best to try to tell different leadership teams what we were doing. But we forsook everything, and, and we were, and don't get me wrong, we were happy to do it. I thought it was good for us to model what we actually thought about people like you. And I remember the first five years working um, some jobs full-time and trying to be a pastor full-time as well and to be a good husband and daddy full-time. And it, it, was, it was hard. But I'm going to tell you, anything that is hard to do is worth doing when you see results like today, when you see the people that are here that we've got to meet this side of eternity. It has been a joy for Kim and I to be able to maybe sacrifice in the beginning so that today we are blessed. Today we are extremely blessed. You can see what God has done for us. Just look around. And I feel like that I'm the most blessed pastor in the world to be able to share moments like this with you. I know sometimes in your life it's hard. It's difficult juggling all that you do. And you're saying, Pastor, during this season, I, I've got so much going on. But if, if you can put the extra effort into it, you're going to find the reward in your legacy season. The joy of buying someone's coffee that wasn't even expecting you to do it. The joy of young women who will have some clothes for their babies when their babies are born. There's nothing like it. Sometimes you just have to push a little bit harder. Look at Psalm 92 and 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Everyone say flourish. Yeah, flourish. If you're planted in the house of the Lord, you're going to flourish in the courts of our God. That's where you're going to flourish if you're planted in the house of the Lord. And this can only be realized when you are in covenant with other people. Ecclesiastes 4 and 9. Two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. You think about many people getting together for skill sets and putting their energy together and their ideas together. Think about how we can be a blessing when we come together on December 1st and bring baby clothes and blankets and toys for people who really need our help. None of us are as good as all of us. Can I get an amen? Here's another reason why we get to give. I really believe in the vision of the church. I believe in the vision of the church. Our vision is love God, Love people, make a difference in the world. It's real simple. Thou shalt love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself, right? So love God, love people, make a difference in the world. Ephesians 3 and 10. Notice this. Through Christians like yourselves, gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about, notice this, even among the angels. Even the angels are talking about the unity of the bride of Christ. I love that, don't you? 
do you realize Christians are making a difference in the world? Big time. Did you know that 80%, get this, 80% of the relief during Hurricane Harvey came from Christians? 80%. Wow, that's pretty incredible. And 65% of hospitals in impoverished areas of the world, they were put there by Christians. The church, the local church, is the hope of the world. If you take the local church out of the world, you're going to have chaos. But thank God for the church that will rise during a legacy season and take an opportunity to make a difference in the world. Justin, I'm going to ask you to come to the keys and play real softly for me because this one's my favorite. If I had no other reasons to give, it, this one would be the most important one. And I saved it for last because it is my favorite. And it's this. One day, we are going to hear Jesus say, well done. One day, we are going to hear the master reply, Well done, good and faithful servant. Wow. I get to meet him face to face. (laughs) And you know what he's going to say? I I can only imagine what heaven's going to be like. I don't know if there's PA systems or what, but I'm going to be in somewhere in paradise in the garden of, of God. Maybe all of a sudden here, Calling Jeff Switzer before Jesus Christ. And there I'll see him face to face. And the Bible says when we see him, all things will become clear. And he's going to say, you did it. You did it. I'm proud of you. Well done. You did what I asked. You you did what I called you to do. And I'm going to say, Lord, that it was my honor. I... I would do anything for you. And he said, no, 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 no. This, this, this is what I want to tell you. I gave you a dream. I gave you a great wife. I gave you a great family. I gave you a great church family. And I gave you incredible good looks. Ah, he won't say that part. But then he'll say, and you did something with it. And that's my hope for you, to all the saints, that when he looks at you, that he would see all the things that he gave you. He wanted you to them, to you, he wanted you to enjoy them, absolutely. But he also wanted you to use them. Use them. And there are people right now using talents for God in what we call a Sunday school class. (laughs) And he's going to tell them, well done. He's going to look at greeters and ushers and say, well done. 
And he's going to look at you that day and he's going to say, thanks for my outfit. Because when you did it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. And the beautiful thing about all this is our goal is all the same. And it's to get as many people to heaven as possible. That's the goal. It's not just to do nice things, although that that feels really, really good. It's, It's giddy, it's joyful. That's what the Bible says. But it's to get as many people to heaven as possible. And then he's going to say this. He's going to say, I have something for you. And I will say, no, God, I, I, I can't. I can't. I'm just, I'm just so thankful I'm here and that you died for me. He goes, no, 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 no. This is my show. This is my deal. I decide. I'm sovereign. And he'll say, I'm a rewarder. I'm a rewarder. In fact, the Bible says... He's actually, Revelation 22 and 12, it says he's coming back for his bride with his reward in his hand. He's a rewarder. And when you look up this word, and I think this is so neat, when you look up the word reward, and if you don't believe me, you can look it up yourself. Be like the Bereans and look this up. You know what the word reward there means? Pay us back. <clears throat> the times you fed a homeless person, he's going to pay you back. The time you bought someone's coffee at a Starbucks line, he's going to pay you back. The time you bought coats and gave them to the needy people of earth. Come on, somebody. The list goes on and on and on. He's going to pay us back. And I'm not even able to think how I'm going to feel. I'm going to be like, no, Jesus, I I, I can't. He's going to go, It's my honor. This is my nature. I'm a rewarder. And he's going to say, thank you. Thank you for getting all these people that you could to heaven. And that's what he's going to tell you. That's what he's going to say to you. Thank you for getting as many people to heaven as possible. The second part of the scripture in Matthew 25 says, you have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. And I don't know about you. I'm going to say, Lord, I'm good. I don't need to be in charge of anything. I've been in charge of a lot of stuff in my life on earth. And he's going to go, no, here's all the rewards. I'm going to give you a place on. Do you realize we're going to rule and reign with him for a thousand years on planet earth? And I think some of those rewards might even be some of the houses that we're going to live in while we're here. Got to live somewhere. There's still going to be rain and wind and cold and snow. I've already put my request in that I want to rule and reign in the Bahamas. Come on, somebody. 
I don't know where he'll put us. But I know his reward is in his hands. So all of us, all of us need to remember this verse. You've been faithful. Well done, good and faithful. This verse is what should keep us going. And and what is interesting is the last part of this verse says, Come and share your master's happiness. I love that. Come and share. He's just going to keep on giving and giving. Here's the thing. Your name's going to be called too. And there's something called the Bema Seat. And Jesus said, have, have you been given graciously? Yes. Through Calvary. Then give back somehow. It doesn't have to be with money. It doesn't have to be with a gift. It could be just a little bit extra effort to help your neighbor, maybe an older person that has a hard time getting their garbage to the street. It could be that simple. And they need to be reminded, God loves you. We all need to be reminded because there is more to this life than this life.